Hi, and welcome back to The Real Postpartum Experience, a podcast featuring raw, unfiltered postpartum experiences told by real people. Usually, I'm your host, but today I have Chelsea, with her titty trouble, back, back. but she is going to take the lead on this episode so that I can talk about my experience. So, Chelsea. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Rosie's (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Rosie. We're here to talk about your experience today, and you've been through this more than once. Right. We were just talking about the difference between being the new new mom mm-hmm. and then still being a new mom, even to when it's your second or third baby. Yeah, different kid. Yeah. Yeah. So it with my second kid, I was totally in a different headspace. Like with my first one, I wasn't a nurse, didn't know anything about L&D, didn't know anything about anything. It felt like <laughs> um, I was 26, so mm. seems like a lifetime ago. Um, I ended up having a C-section with her, which I was totally fine with at that point. I, in my head, I was like, whatever has to be done to have this baby. I had no plan at all. Right. Um, and I feel like I, it didn't affect me postpartum. I wasn't sad about the way that she was delivered. I didn't feel... Some, you know, sometimes people feel like, oh, my body failed me or, you know, those Mm -hmm. kinds of feelings. I didn't. I really was just so happy to have her on the outside Mm -hmm. that it just didn't even phase me. I just, you know, recovered what felt like immediately. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sure it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And but again, that was eight years ago. So it's hard to really remember exactly how I felt mm-hmm. in that time um I remember everyone wanted to come see her um everyone was there and you know it was at Mount Hood and so um at the time the room was just filled with guests um to see Amelia and it was great I felt very supported and went home and everything was fine I didn't have really any issues um, there was a question of whether or not she was tongue-tied because, you know, at that time I mm-hmm. did work with Dr. Gahari and he evaluated her and he was like, oh, she's kind of tight. She, you know, do craniosacral whatever. And so I did that mm-hmm. um, and it helped. And then I had no other issues. So. So overall, it overall, sounds like it went really, really it well. felt like it went fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and at the very least, like when you're reflecting back on it, you have positive feelings about it, yes, right? So I yes, think that's also a no, key thing. Yeah, no negative feelings, no feelings. Right. Of you don't have sadness. these lingering feelings no, that something not. could have I, been done different, no. or that you. Nope. Yeah, that's great. Which, yeah, thinking about it just makes it feel like I had a pleasant experience, whereas a lot of people don't, and so that makes me happy. Like I had her and I was um I was happy like the whole time and so coming back to having Savannah um it was way different um which Savannah was last year last year yeah I know Mm -hmm. it's crazy almost June maybe a little summer gal 17 months wow almost 17 months crazy it goes by so fast yeah um and so and she was a scheduled C-section because the whole thing about, you know, if it's a, like a mom physiological problem, like my body didn't progress past a certain dilation, like then it's more likely that it would happen again. And I just didn't feel like at the time that I really wanted to do that whole shebang. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so. And you'd had such a positive experience with your first. Yeah. And it was, it, yeah, it was all fine. Yeah. And. Yeah. Well, and then there was there was a I had a placenta previa, mm, that's um, right. yeah, mm-hmm. which if you know if you don't know what that is, it's where your placenta is, you know, a little too you know close to the exit, folks. <laughs> too close yeah. to the exit, so yeah. um, it's unsafe to deliver vaginally, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of back and forth. Me and my midwife, like, well, what do you think? Do you think you want to go for a Tolac, do you and then and then that came up and it's like oh well what it, it can resolve and it's like oh sh- this is so much up and down like mm-hmm, I don't I don't know mm-hmm, I don't know mm-hmm. in my head I'm like well yeah I mean like I feel like I should try out of like seeing what I do every day like I should but then at the same time I'm like well 
I could also just like plan it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll know who's going to be there. I'll know where my other kid's going to mm-hmm, be. Mm-hmm. I'll know exactly what day I'm going to go in. Mm-hmm. And it'll just be like super chill. Mm-hmm. And so then the previa did resolve. And I still opted to schedule a season. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I know. I mean, especially with... No I think shame. <laughs> you could probably speak to, like, when you have your second baby, it's like, you know more of what to expect. Yeah. You know more of what to expect yeah. when it comes to the birth. You know yeah, more of what to process. expect on the other end. And then being and you a nurse had a C-section, now, so you knew. Yeah, and having seen several of them, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I remember being in the OR when I was pregnant, and one of the nurses, <laughs> she goes... So you ready for that? <laughs> I was like, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Am I questioning my choice now? No. But it's like, you know, when you're seeing that every day, it's like, it is a major surgery, right? Yeah, oh yeah. And yeah. so mm-hmm. it's kind of a lot. Totally. To watch it. Yeah. And then knowing that you're going to, you know, go through that process. But mm-hmm. there was something very comforting knowing that all of you guys were the ones that were on the other side totally it i wasn't i was not scared at all i wasn't even nervous like i had no anxiety Mm -hmm. um and that should tell you too that you did make the right choice right right. i mean you truly were at peace i was confident in made sense for my decision i was confident in my team and i remember Chris, I mean, he, you know, he's not, he doesn't do well in those types of scenarios, which is fine. Most dads don't. Mm-hmm. Um, he held it together. <laughs> he held it together. That's all good. we ask of you, gentlemen. That's Partners. All <laughs> Partners. Just hold it together. Hold, hold shit together. <laughs> as best you can. Just hold it together. And he really did. And, <laughs> you know, she needed to have some CPAP. She was one of those, like, <clears throat> scheduled C-sections that, like, comes out and they're like, just kidding. I'm going to not breathe or whatever. <laughs> and I remember, like, looking over and be like, oh, Lorinda's got it. Like, <laughs> I had so no great. fear at all. It just, like, that confidence level in the people that I work with I mean you couldn't you couldn't ask for better you couldn't I mean you know oh yeah I mean (laughs) I honestly I thought about this a lot since having Luca too I'm like Mm -hmm. god we're so lucky I know I mean I I truly can't imagine what it's like I mean you had that experience with Amelia it's like going in and you know, not only do you not know what to expect of your body, you mm-hmm. don't know what to expect of the process, you don't know any of the faces around you, yeah. you're in a completely foreign environment being mm-hmm. in a hospital, mm-hmm. and meanwhile, we're the people over here like, I'm completely at ease in a hospital. Right. Let alone yeah. being completely at ease with all the faces that I see mm-hmm. around me mm-hmm. in the process. I just can't even fathom. We're just so lucky. So, yeah. Yeah. We it's a completely are. different experience. I mean, we just know that these nurses are so good at what they do. I mean. And they care a lot about what they do. They care a lot about what they do. Mm -hmm. And at our, you know, on our unit, like, we're just literally family. Like, it just, Mm -hmm. it's so comfortable. So that, that whole experience was, you know, it was something else for sure with Savannah. But I do remember laying on the OR and, you know, mm. table and, you know, you know what to expect, right? Like, you know, the how long things typically mm-hmm. take. Mm-hmm. So when in my head, I'm thinking, okay, they're, you know, they're starting, right? I'm like, what time is it? Tell them what time it was. And so I'm like, okay. And I'm like looking at the clock because I can see the clock. <laughs> I'm like looking at the clock and I'm like, hmm, this feels like it's taking like a long time, like kind of weird, right? Like I'm, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, look over i'm like god this is taking a long time and i hear the doctor she's like muttering under her breath and i'm like oh shit this isn't good <laughs> like oh boy what could be going on okay <laughs> and um the midwife was telling me she's like you just you know you've got a lot of adhesions and i'm like oh okay so that's what's taking so long so they're trying to separate the the adhesions away from the uterus to actually get to the uterus and mm-hmm. so it took so long. It felt like it took a really, really long time. I mean, it probably probably didn't take as long as 
you know. But in your head, for sure. But in my head, when I'm thinking like, this is a quick procedure Mm -hmm. and I know Mm -hmm. how long this typically takes from Mm -hmm. cut to uterus to baby, like Mm -hmm. that doesn't take very long. It definitely took a long time. Mm -hmm. And so, but everything was fine. Like Mm -hmm. everything, it was all good. But after the fact, it was like, well, you know, you did have a lot of adhesions. So if you want to have another baby, like, you know, I would the midwife was like I wouldn't be able to assist you'd have to have two mm. surgeons mm. which was kind of disappointing because she was my midwife for my first and the doc that did that ended up doing my first c-section was the same doc that did Savannah's oh, I didn't so that. it was kind of like <clears throat> nice that you know Dr. Norris was on that day with Amelia and then she was scheduled for Savannah. so yeah. anyways but it was it was just like oh Okay, that's weird. But she came in. I remember she came in after um, Dr. Norris came in after and she said, honestly, I am glad that you decided to just schedule a C-section because if anything would have gone sideways, Mm -hmm. trying to have a vaginal delivery and Mm -hmm. like doing labor, it would have taken longer to get to the baby. And I'm like, oh, well, geez, I guess I like intuitively. So like not only did I was I already happy with like the decision I made to just do it. It actually was the safer route to go mm-hmm. in the end. Mm-hmm. Who would have known? Some little voice in there, you know, <laughs> know. just like, you know, you should just do the C-section. And that'd be the best yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I got to recovery and everything was good. And you feel like recovery was faster than the first time, or did you have any sense of it being different, easier, harder, um, recovering? Because you knew what to, I guess, like how your body would honestly, feel. Honestly, I feel like I forgot everything. Wow. As yeah. far as like the recovery process, yeah. but I felt like it went really, really well. Um, I kept telling myself, you know, don't overdo it, but also you need to get up and walk, right? Like you want, there's this balance yeah. between like yeah. doing too much, but not doing anything. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I was very, um, my schedule, I stayed on my schedule of my Tylenol and ibuprofen every, you know, six hours. And then at every three hours, I would take the other pain medication for the first few days I was at home. And that way I was able to be up and I would be walking. We went outside, you know, mm-hmm. I did. And it felt fine. It was totally fine. So I don't know. Well, that's great then. Yeah. yeah I feel like I did. I did. I did well. I don't know good but yeah i feel like yeah i don't know maybe yeah. i i, don't I mean probably no have sense to ask Chris overthinking it. it really again I, I feel like if you come away from any of these experiences and your reflection on them is like yeah that went a, well a good yeah that's it's probably positive true. feelings that's like well, true. it went well it's great <laughs> that's yeah probably true. yeah but so and the other the issue we had like postpartum with savannah was she did drop a little bit too much in weight mm. and so then we did the triple feeds for what felt like 300 years yeah how triple feeding is so hard oh my god it's it's so hard it's the worst yeah so we did that for i mean honestly it was probably like four days but no but still (laughs) when you're in it i mean when you're in it i feel i mean when you're in the depth anybody that's done it triple feeding when you're in it yeah it does come to an end yeah okay. it's like yeah. it's a it it's a to. means to get to where we need yeah. to be mm-hmm. it's just a little patchwork to get us on the right path but when you're in it you can yeah. have feelings of what am i doing you're, you're going a what little are we doing crazy yeah you know triple feeding for those who don't know feed the baby mm-hmm. pump and then feed the baby with what you pumped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wash all the pump parts, and then you're feeding the baby again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who sleeps? Um, when do you sleep? Yeah. Baby sleeps. <laughs> baby sleeps fine. <laughs> Mom uh, does not sleep. But yeah, yep. the triple mm-hmm. the triple feeding was rough. Um, I did get her evaluated for a tie too. Mm-hmm. Um, she was tight, but at that point it was. You know, we were just going to do stretches and see how mm-hmm, it went. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then by the time, you know, I was like, oh, what do you, you know, asking Dr. Harry, like, what do you really think? Like, do you think I should? He's like, honestly, I think she would benefit from it. But it sounds like she's compensating enough 
Um, and then I was like, well, I'm back at work. Like, mm-hmm. can't mm-hmm. really take more time off financially. How is she as, like, a feeder, too? I mean, compared to Amelia, like, did you get a sense that she... I mean, was it an issue, like, did, could you tell that she just wasn't fully emptying you, really, or that? You know, I don't, I don't know. I think Because I remember was, you saying it wasn't painful, really, It wasn't, right? pa- no, it was not painful <clears throat> at which all. Which is important. It was more or less, like, she would just get sleepy at the breast and then just zonk out. And so then she just would have those periods of long sleeping. So, yeah, I guess she wouldn't be fully emptying because she would just fall asleep because she'd get too tired. Mm. Um, You know, I don't know conserving their energy is that what they're doing by doing that I yeah can't it's like yeah it's sort of like i mean it's sort of like a vicious cycle when they start doing that it's like they're not getting enough energy to keep them awake so then they're sleeping and then there's because they're sleeping more they're not then they're still really not getting the enough right. input for the energy so it like kind of creates a vicious cycle which is the other hard thing with triple feeding a lot of times is like the peed or whoever's advising you and has mm-hmm. like you gotta wake the baby up yeah you gotta wake them up <laughs> and it's hard to i don't know about you but like when you're in that mindset sometimes too don't wake a sleeping baby how do you break yeah. out of it some right yeah i don't know like once everyone you... tells you yeah not to do that right and once you're kind of in that thought process of like is she getting enough is she sleeping too much yeah do you feel like yeah. you were like thinking about that for like longer than you needed to, even after it was okay? Or I, I don't think I was. I think he, I think Chris probably was. He would he would was stressed out about like people being like, oh, she's so small, and he like I months later, think about months that. later, he was like, I fucking hated when people said that. Wow, because she was losing weight. Well, you would just yeah, you wouldn't even think no, about that. You definitely would not. Oh, and I'm like. I didn't even think about that. Like, that didn't bother me at all. Because yeah. she was so small. I know. A lot of people like, so so <laughs> I know. Baby. That's how I felt. Yeah. <laughs> but he was, he, it, that whole situation made him really stressed out. I mean, I was stressed out about it too, but like, I knew that, you know, we had a plan for, we had a feeding plan mm-hmm. and we had Dr. Gehari and on the other side in case we needed to do anything mm-hmm. like we had the things that we needed it's not like we didn't have the resources mm-hmm. and if the time came where she needed more supplement or she actually did need a revision then we would have done it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but eventually she learned to compensate and mm-hmm. it just worked out mm-hmm. and then I always I, I think the one thing that I would say is that I was always a little bit self-conscious about how much I was pumping. Mm. Like when I when I went back to work, I'd be like, oh, God, I only pumped, you know, this much or mm. oh, that's not going to be enough or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. it was always just enough, mm-hmm. just enough. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, never an overproducer, never, I don't know. Well, I feel like. That can kind of be a hard thing, too, is, like, once you get into the realm of pumping, mm-hmm. because for folks who, like, never pumped or just always breastfeeding, you don't have any sense of how much they're really taking out. There's right. no reason to really be checking that. No. If they're gaining weight. If they're well, doing well, all the things. To, you don't yeah. really need to know how much they're drinking. But I could see how that would be, like, a like a kind of scary thing to, like, now yeah. you see how much You're is coming out. the volume. You're seeing the volume. Mm-hmm. And you can't help but think, like, well, she's like losing weight i must not be making enough mm-hmm. that doesn't seem like enough yeah. and that i mean yeah. and then of course you know stress does not well help yeah the whole and situation. then you have social media where these women are mm. pumping like mm. you know ounces upon ounces and that's not deep normal. freezers pull- oh yeah you know not that's normal. not that's a that's mm-hmm. a whole other side of the coin is mm-hmm. that's a totally different problem mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. um but you, it just you know it stresses you out oh yeah that yeah. you know you're not you know making enough but mm-hmm. i mean well it's so hard to know what's normal too i think is that because no one can tell you no really one can tell you. i think we're given these ranges of like you know generally 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 <laughs> two to four ish ounces yeah. Yeah. generally but some babies drink a ton and some babies don't drink so much yeah. and if they're gaining weight then it like it doesn't truly matter right. when like the end goal is just that the baby is thriving and doing well mm-hmm. but yeah i can imagine i mean it just because people also get so hooked on like trying to increase supply and i feel like it's yes it's scary how yes. much is on the internet even yes. about like all these things you can do 
to increase to supply. increase supply. Mm-hmm. Do this, do that, do this, do mm-hmm. that, and then you take this, take that. Yeah, take this, mm-hmm. take that, and mm-hmm. you might start to think like, oh my god, maybe I should be doing. That. Yeah, I know that the only thing that I took um, while I was breastfeeding was um, moringa. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear of that? That's, is that a root? I think so. Moringa root. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I took. I think so. Yeah, that and sounds familiar to me. I, was, I don't I, even yeah. know if it helped. Right. I just started taking it and then I just didn't stop taking it. So I never mm. saw. Mm-hmm. Like I never. I don't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't fucking know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I just tried to drink a shit ton of water. Eat good food. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, truly, that's all you really should be yeah. doing. Yeah. yeah. Drink and a lot of water. Eat healthy food. So the story were you like goes. increasing pumping at all or trying any of that or you were um, just like a little bit I in the morning I'd pump like after yeah. a feed because that's like when your volume is typically the highest mm-hmm. and then that would go to like my stock mm-hmm. um, but you know as you know like when you go back to work it's hard to get those minutes in to mm-hmm. pump depending on mm-hmm. the day or night or whatever so mm-hmm. but and you know all's well that ends well she's totally fine yeah <laughs> she eats yeah. some chicken nuggets now and <laughs> You know, it's, but it, it's that period of time where, like, you question whether or not, like, do I need to, do I need to give her more? Is she getting enough? All of those things. It's just so stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and when you're in it, too, it feels like it's forever. Yeah, it does. It like, does. it's your new reality. Yeah. It's just going to last yeah. forever. But it doesn't. It doesn't. It does not. Mm-hmm. You figure it out, and mm-hmm. everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a definitely a different experience than with Amelia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like we were talking about, being the second kid, like going from when I was younger, and I had I was the first person to have a kid of like my main group of friends. It was a big deal, right? Everyone mm-hmm. wanted to come see the baby, hold the baby, see him, what do whatever. And then with Savannah, it was like not as much. And so that was kind of sad. Like, I mean, I still had friends that came to see her and all that, but it just, it didn't feel as, um, I don't know, new. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't new enough for them or they've Mm -hmm. done this before or you've Mm -hmm. done this before or, and then, you know, you add a pandemic on top of that, like two years prior. So then people are like, do you, you know, what do you think? Do you, should we come see the baby? Do you, do we, you know, like this, that, and the other. And it's like, I feel like I spent when I had Amelia. I had a lot of people coming over after the fact, but with Savannah, it seemed like it was just more time in between, hmm. which maybe mm-hmm. was okay. I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> the germ thing is a real thing totally. that people are super worried about now, <clears throat> and I can't. I mean, I can't speak to. I've only have the one little luca but i so i don't know what that feels like with like having the second and like how like the world potentially changes Mm -hmm. between when you had your first and when you had your second the world has changed but also how people like treat you in a different way Mm -hmm. i've noticed when i take luca these different um like book babies or like fun little things that are like designed for like babies and moms there's a lot that goes on and like this camaraderie about like Ooh, you're a new mom. Ooh, you're a new mom. You're yeah. a new mom. Hey, yeah. hey, like I'm a new mom too. Let's hang out. Let's be friends. Yeah. And this whole new like openness almost of just like, hi, hi, I'm new too and you're new. But <laughs> let's then, be new together. Yeah, let's be new together. <laughs> but then I've noticed too that when there are moms that are there with babies, that sometimes there's a little bit of almost like a shyness about like, oh, it, it, she's actually not my first. I, I I do have another a toddler at home or, you know, I have another yeah kid at home and this feeling of like well i'm not a new new mom but you're still a new mom it's a new baby it's a new baby baby. yeah 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 i don't know that's kind of yeah everything's different like you're i was a totally different person when i was 26 and i had her versus to where i'm how old was i when i had her 33 (laughs) oh i don't even know 33 33 and having a kid. It's just totally different. And you add on the fact that my dad had passed away two years mm-hmm. prior, who had basically been there that whole time with Amelia to help raise her. Then there was, like, this whole, like, spot of, like, every now and again, it's like, 
you know, you wish that person was here. Or you wish that person could meet her. Or you wish, you know, you could share this experience yeah. with them and that Savannah could experience the things that Amelia got to experience with my dad. Mm. And then that's kind of a whole another thing. And that also makes me a completely different person. Like not only the being younger and 26, but now having experienced like the um the, this great loss and i i mean it's it's weird it's so weird mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. i it makes me sad for savannah mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm gonna cry <laughs> oh. well i mean that would understandably put you in a place too where like you wanted more support mm-hmm. from the people that were still around you and maybe didn't know how to how to ask for it oh shoot <laughs> i'm gonna cry <laughs> Okay, we're gonna cry so we're gonna laugh so we don't cry. <laughs> that makes me sad. That makes me really sad. Oh. But it's true. I mean, even still, some days I'm like, mm-hmm. God, I wish you could just I could just drop him off at my dad's house yeah. and just like you know, because yeah. it was so easy. Mm. He made it so easy for me. But yeah, I think exactly what you said about like ex- maybe as just higher expectations for people to step up mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. provide more support and knowing that I had that loss, but you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I've also since then have had made new friends that <laughs> <laughs> I just did a shimmy for the audience. This little, Eventually this is going to be video recorded <laughs> so that everyone can see yeah. that. New friends, shitty. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like, you know, my new friends and like my friends from nursing school who, you know, fully support me and just want to be there. And because again, like with, my, especially with my friends from nursing school, like, you know, Ashley and Jessica and, you know, those are the two, you know, but mm-hmm. <laughs> they, I was the first one to have a baby. And so they were all very excited because they were experiencing that for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a close friend having a kid and mm-hmm. like, at least like in our group, right? I'm sure that their friends have had kids, but like in our group. And so it was very, it was very special. And now, now Ashley gets to experience that. And I just, I hope that I can support her in more of a capacity than I felt like I needed. I don't know. Hmm. Does that, did that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> It does because it's, you know, clear as mud, all of these things. Right, exactly. It's difficult to navigate. It's so difficult to navigate yeah. because I think even when you're in a, in the situation too, you maybe don't know how much support you really need or right. you're not being honest with yourself about how much support you oh, really yeah. need. I'm a suppressor. Right? Suppress I mean, that shit. Well, like, and you're right a helper. Down. And you're a helper. Ground. You're like, mm-hmm. I help other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, every day. Every day. Like. It's what we yeah. do for a living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're a mom of two kids. Mm-hmm. And then you're a nurse. So it's like all day, every day, mm-hmm. you're the helper. And that can make it hard for you to be at, like asking on for help. On the receiving end, yeah. But I think it's hard too. People don't necessarily maybe have a gauge on what is an appropriate amount of like help because there's also this sense of like not wanting to be too much. Too much. Yeah. But uh, I think we err too, then we err on the side of too little. Right. More often than the too much. Right. Well, and too, though, like, for somebody that's always on that side of things, like, doing all the things, then people, I feel like sometimes people assume that they don't need help because exactly. they've got it under control. <clears throat> exactly. And Which, I mean, but we are really good at just doing that, though. Yeah. yeah doing everything. Doing everything. And you're like, oh, I got it. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Don't worry. Got it over here. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But then we're doing that to each other. Mm-hmm. Especially mom to mom. Mm-hmm. It's like we under, we, mm-hmm. you know, we've yeah, we all been it. through our own struggles. Yeah. We get yeah. it. But like maybe we should be supporting each other yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of the point of this. Like, yeah. you know, podcast is to like bring light to things that mm-hmm. people don't really talk about so that you can feel like somebody has gone through what you've gone through and mm-hmm. you're not like going crazy mm-hmm. i mean yeah i mean because truly we all know we can all do it yeah and i think there's a little bit of that involved too where 
you know, I don't want you to feel like if I'm like offering to help all the time that I'm, you know. That you're incapable. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. Because we're all very aware of mom judgment. Right. I think, I mean, I've gotten that sense from people around me just like, for the most part, being really cognizant of this idea of like not wanting to judge how you parent parent Mm -hmm. or how you are just like as a mom Mm -hmm. and your Mm -hmm. experience and we're all like that's your experience Mm -hmm. what you do with your baby works for you because you know your baby best um yeah but then when you're not that again can kind of lend itself towards like yeah but like she's got it yeah and she's gonna do what she's doing because she knows what she needs to do yeah so i don't really need to help right it's that balance there's a fine line Mm-hmm. I find too sometimes like we just also don't want to be the ones asking for the help. Yeah. I think that. Yeah, not that, that people should just do like yes. I always think that like especially partners like mm-hmm. it should just be done like I shouldn't yeah. have to ask yeah. for help. I should. Yes. It should just happen. <laughs> yes. And that's m- my fault. <laughs> Well, I'm I so curious, like... honestly, that I am in the exact same place as you. <laughs> and I'd be so curious if we, like, put out a little survey, what would come back? Like, how many people would also put themselves in that category? Because to me, the questions get very overwhelming mm-hmm. to a point. Mm-hmm. I'm like, don't ask questions. Yeah. The question department is closed. <laughs> like, just do it. Do it. Yeah. Okay. So, poll. Let's just go ahead and ask. We need a poll. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this and you follow my Instagram, mm-hmm. let me know. <laughs> yeah. We put out a poll. Who? Well, you phrased it better. Than... It's sort of like, are you the kind of person that just wants people? I mean, I guess everyone would probably say like, yeah, I'd want people to just do it. But maybe not because some people do want to be yeah, asked because they have a certain way of doing it. That's true. It's sort of like, are you the kind of person that wants to be asked the question about the task that needs to be done or would you rather just have them do said task would you rather the task just be done yeah okay yeah my next post that'll go i think most people are gonna (laughs) say like the latter feel like yeah because there's so much also just like letting go when you're a mom you're like look just just do it it's fine however you end up doing it not gonna be the I'm way gonna, that I did I'm it. Gonna judge hardcore, <laughs> but like in just my do head. It. But just do it. <laughs> but if it's done, I'm gonna but be slightly less pissed. Do it. <laughs> but oh, I know what you man. mean about the questions. Yeah. Like I feel, I feel like that sometimes at work too. Oh, yeah, with yeah. the charge nurses, mm-hmm. it's like, God, I've just been seeing so many people bombard them with a question, but I really questions, also have questions, a question. question. Yeah, wait, just one more, please. <laughs> like, can you take one more one question, more please? <laughs> Uh, no truly yeah yeah Yeah. but linking that back to the support bit right 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 it's almost like you just i mean i think everybody wants support and maybe it's maybe we do just need to ask for it yeah yeah but people being afraid to be like hey what do you need especially being somebody that is so independent or like self-sufficient like i feel like it's harder to say when you need help because you do it you've done it by yourself I mean not that makes it sound like I do everything by myself I don't but like I am very independent I like to get things done I for a long time I've just been that way and so to be on the flip side and be like hey can you especially if it's not your partner Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. If it's not your partner and mm-hmm. you're asking like out for outside help, mm-hmm. like family, sometimes that's mm-hmm. even harder or friends. Mm-hmm. It's even harder. Mm-hmm. It's this like shame of feeling weak or yeah, something, yeah. I don't, yeah. which is insane. It's insane. That's stupid. I know. It's <laughs> truly so, stupid. so dumb. Like why? Yeah. Why does the fact that a mom asking for help feel like a weakness? Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's It's, a, it's so silly. Especially it's because at, we're just so we're such social creatures. I know. Like if we were dialing all the way back. I know. Way way back. Like we need each other to survive. Literally it takes need a village, other humans. Right? Yeah, that's a saying, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, why why is it so hard sometimes to ask said village? Yeah. For help. And then I I found too that like a lot of times the village was like, "Hello, we want to help." 
Yeah, true. But they, but, but they, they need but you. They, to, you need to let me know what you yeah, need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, that's yeah. the little bit of a problem. That's the problem. Because sometimes you don't always know what you need. And that exactly. Yeah. But we- then, <laughs> then, <laughs> hold up. <laughs> but then, on the flip that's side, so of complicated. That, on the flip side of that. You also don't want people to tell you what you need. Oh, yeah. No shooting. We don't like the shooting. It's all just fuckery. Yeah, totally. I call it, there was, this was a long time ago, I was in a yoga class, and I love, you know, sometimes, like, different instructors, like, start their classes, like, nice little coming together, let's, like, reflect on life, you know what I'm saying? Other yoga teachers are like, let's go, get on the floor, downward dog, you know? I had this one class, this gal, she's always started with some nice little like, and, but she, her whole like sentiment for that class was like, stop shitting on yourself and shitting on other people. And that, and it's funny because it sounds like shitting on people, (laughs) but there can be too much of that too, where people are like, you should do this. I think you need this. I think you need that. You should, 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 should. Maybe we just need a very simple roadmap. It's like all new moms. What do all new moms literally Can need? Somebody it's pretty. Just it's right one. Like none of us are that special. No. All of basic. our needs are like it's pretty basic. That that triangle. Yeah. The, the basic needs. Yeah, the basic what needs. Is that? Right. The hierarchy yeah. of the needs. Hierarchy. Maslow's hierarchy yes. of needs. Yes. <laughs> the mom hard... version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom. <laughs> oh my god, we should make that mom. honestly. Honestly. Maslow's hierarchy of needs yeah. mom version. Mom version. Yeah. I mean, because a lot of it's like food. Food, water. Just straight up food. It was yeah. such a big one. Yeah. Because you forget to eat. You do. You can't fathom so putting together something that's edible. Yeah. Just shoving nuts in your face or whatever. Is... <laughs> she was shoving nuts in her face. I shoved a lot of nuts in my face. I had, I just had just, you know, it was what was there. And they're loaded with calories. I'm like, well, if all yes. I'm going to get right yes, now is are. a handful they of something, it's going to be nuts. Loaded with calories. It's going to be nuts. Because they're loaded with cows. And I can eat them quickly. <laughs> this just took a turn. This just took a turn. Are we still talking about Hierarchy nuts? of needs. Moms Almonds? need more nuts. Yeah. Almonds. <clears throat> Almonds. Cashews? Oh, just a blend. <laughs> a nut Good blend. old Trader Joe's blend. Oh, yeah. TJ's, yeah. Good. They have so many different kinds of trail mix. They got good nuts. They got great nuts. <laughs> and decently priced nuts. Yeah. Big nuts, small nuts. Yeah. Organic nuts. Small nuts. <laughs> Halved nuts. Crushed nuts. Nut pieces. Sliced nuts. Sliced, yeah, sliced nuts. You know. And then all the flavors. My gosh. <laughs> so many flavors. Who knew you could do so many things to an almond? Trader Joe's did. Trader Joe's did. They did it. Yeah. That should just be the mom they aisle. Just did it. Oh, the yeah, nuts. It should be. The nut mom aisle. Yeah. The nutty mom. The nutty mom. <laughs> <laughs> the nutty mom aisle at Trader Joe's. Find me oh, at Trader God. Joe's. <laughs> Uh, but seriously, yeah, basic mom basic needs, needs are pretty, mm-hmm. I would think, very universal. We're all going to have our own little nuances and our own special sure. needs. But at the end of the day, we're not that special. Right. Yeah. Peace us, needs. water us. Let us sleep. Yeah. Let us sleep. Or the talking, I think, was another one. Yeah. I think a lot of moms want a space to just talk. Have someone just, like, listen to you. Yeah. Just talk into, like, an open space. I don't know. I think I would have rather slept than talked most mm. days. But yeah. I know. I know. That's different. Maybe it's higher up on the... On it's the, higher up. On the triangle. Yeah. <laughs> the sleep is higher up on the yeah. on the triangle. Talking. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Do you hear that? I do. It sounds like a rocking chair. I, it does sound like a rocking chair. I don't have a rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> spooky season has I not don't... ended. Has spooky season truly ended, though? No. No. It's never no. ending. I just finished watching it last night. The new one or the old one? The new one. You know no, what? I haven't watched it. Not worth it. No? Not as scary? I don't know. 
it just doesn't have the same feel. Is it it's not as scary so... now that you're an adult? <laughs> did you watch it. it as a kid? That could be it. Did you watch it as a kid? I watched the original yeah. as a yeah. kid, yeah. Me too. Why did my parents let me watch that when I was a child? There's a number of things that I watched as a kid that I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so strange. I watch that. So strange. Anyways, so. <clears throat> yeah. So. I think that my postpartum with um, my second was definitely a little more complex than my first complex on like social and social navigating the weight the weight loss the weight Mm -hmm. loss the grief like it was just all wrapped into this weird you know Mm -hmm. bubble but that being said i still when i think back on things in those first you know few months i just think of how happy I was that she was here how great it was that she was born in the summer and Amelia got to be home every day with us and you know I slept downstairs on the couch for a good portion of the time that we were home like when we came back I think it was like two or three weeks that I slept downstairs on the couch mm. so like we had camp outs every night oh that's we had fun. like the we had Slumber our you know, sleep pad downstairs and Chris and Amelia would sleep on the floor and I'd sleep on the couch. Savannah would be in her bassinet. And it was just like every night we would just have these like little camp outs and oh, then, like, Savannah would wake so up and like fun. hang out on the sleep pad. And it just was, I mean, that, that part made it so much more like pleasurable to where it, the good definitely outweighed the bad and like the negative feelings that I was having for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, she was so cute. Oh my With god, with her bald head, so she was cute. so bald, so cute. But yeah, so I don't know. Do you feel like too? I feel like maybe we touched on this in like a, it's just like a different way of wording it. But like having your like it being your second child, mm-hmm. did you also feel like maybe that like in your head you're like I should know what the answer is. To oh, certain yeah. things so oh, you're like yeah. why would i ask that yeah. because like wait a because minute are that. people gonna judge me because like yeah. i should know that oh yeah all the time so that's so silly and too why though do like we do that to ourselves the, um not only the because i've done this before but because you're a nurse oh, you should know did, did. you should know Honestly, that you're a nurse right i and, i no. loved when i like different providers that we interacted with that i like did not they didn't know i was a nurse i was like thank yeah because once they know they're like oh well i just then they almost, gloss over all these they, things like, don't inform you yeah and much. i'm like no no but like i i, I actually st- don't know please just don't tell know me that. all the things can yeah. you give a baby yeah. probiotics yeah. i don't know and they're know. like yeah it's still a human i'm like okay yeah. but please it's very strange yeah that's, um, a, that's a double whammy adding that second complexity. kid being a nurse and you know my one of my best friends, she, like, would ask me things because her little kiddo is um, six weeks older than Savannah. And she would be, like, text me, like, questions. And I'd be, like, I don't know. I don't know. I only know from, like, what I know, mm-hmm. like, my own experience. Not my nursing brain. Like, I don't. My nurse brain doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. My mom brain knows that. Because my my mom brain experienced that with my first kid. It's very different. And, like, I'm always trying – when people ask me things, I'm always trying to not use my nurse brain as much as I'm using, like, my mom experiences. Because especially when you're talking to other moms, it's like I feel like I would rather give my opinion based on what I've gone through Mm -hmm. rather than what I've learned. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, of course, it's, like, support, right? But Mm – my own experiences, I think, are almost more valuable than my education. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't, how do you feel about that? Um, Being a nurse, too. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, that was, like, how I mentioned about, like, wanting a space to, like, talk to. I think so many new moms want that. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm going to change my language maybe around this, like, new mom. Mm-hmm. It's like truly like okay you have a you have a baby. Mm-hmm. You gave birth recently or you mm-hmm. adopted recently. Mm-hmm. To not disregard moms that it's your second, third, fourth, fifth kid. Right. You're still it's a new thing again for you as we're mm-hmm. talking about. Um but yeah, the weight that like information holds when you're talking to someone that's like this is what I've yeah. gone through yeah and there were so many points in my postpartum experience where it's like I craved that, like I needed it I was yeah. like okay 
I could read as many research articles as I want about mastitis and right. <laughs> I did probably didn't need to, but I did. <laughs> but I because I kept reading them, I wasn't getting enough out of them until I like texted Nadia who right. like had mastitis and We've I was like, Oh my and that God, click. There it was. It's so valuable. So valuable. For somebody that has experienced yeah. something just, very similar. Yes. And that's why, I, that's why I say that I have to separate like my, my nurse self from my mom self because they're two different people. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. I, I, when I'm at work, sometimes they blend together when mm-hmm. I'm talking to patients and stuff. But like when I'm talking to like my friends and stuff, I I'm just trying to be my real, like, mom self, right? Like, this is what I know because this is what I went through. Mm -hmm. I don't know this because I work here and I do this for a living. I know it because I went through that. Yeah. And, yeah, like, asking Nadia, of course, that just held so much more weight. It just felt – and it just felt so much more, like, relief, like, oh, my God, okay. Somebody has dealt with this. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, like, the best person ever. Yeah. And she survived. Yeah. (laughs) Did she have it with her first or her second or both? I think it was her second. Mm. Yeah. And see, Is I wonder. What she said? Was it her second? I'd be interested Gosh, to know. I can't know, even remember now. Uh, you know, like thinking, oh, if you've already done it one time and then this is happening with your second kid, I'd be interested to know. Mm-hmm. Maybe she'll. Nadia, maybe. Come Ooh, on. Maybe Nadia coming up show. next. Gosh, <laughs> was it her first or her second? I can't even recall. Horrible. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's horrible. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Either way. It sucks. Um, yeah, sharing your mom experiences. Yeah. yeah. And we need that. That's another thing that's kind of hard when you're talking about support, too. And it's if it's you if it's coming from people who don't have kids. It's different. Very different. Very different. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad it's way. It's just different. Just different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just need to find a way to support each other and, you know, and be there. And- yeah. I don't know how you could do it alone. <laughs> no. Because no. honestly, it's some days felt like, I don't know, some days felt lonely only because I don't really know. Um, well, I do know a couple of people, but like, I don't know anybody who had a baby so close to losing a parent. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that was one of the biggest things that I think made me feel so disconnected with a lot of people. And I don't even think I ever talked about it to anyone at all, honestly. That, yeah. Except for Chris. Because, you know, he's my partner and he's there and he's seeing me mm-hmm. cry saying, I wish she was here and I wish she could have been there and mm-hmm. I wish I could just take her to his house. You know, like those yeah. kinds of things. He's seen me in those mm-hmm. moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I don't think I've ever talked about it because it's so sad. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about sad stuff to people. Then other people get sad and I don't like to make people sad. Yeah, but that's not <laughs> fair to you. I know. But that's, but I, that's the part of what, like, what, the part of me that I suppress my feelings because I don't want to make other people sad. <laughs> well, see, now that Isn't makes that me sad. Isn't that tragic? <laughs> now that makes me sad. <laughs> It's that you're not being honest about your tragic. sadness it's makes tragic. me sad. I know, but it's no, true. truly. I mean, it no, is true. No, it's, come on. It is really. It's a very. Um, it's just a very sad situation. I know. That's just not fair to you, though. I know, and I don't. I mean, I don't think anyone ever asked me either about that part. You know, like how are you? Well, because there's so much stigma around that oh, too, yeah. which is not fair. Yeah, fair is so. not even. I don't even know the word for it. But there's so <laughs> much stigma around. Death asking and, people yeah. about death oh yeah recent death. especially and then you couple that with life. having a new baby yeah and being like well maybe i don't want to bring up that other like that other thing, that other like thing. Really and you're like yeah that's like a really fucking sad thing <laughs> yeah, exactly. actually that i actually do want someone to talk to <laughs> yeah. about yeah yeah, yeah. so oh I know. man I know. but i i mean i know that people do go through that and they experience it and they probably have lost people close to them even you know, yeah, but where are they? Where, why aren't we, yeah. you know? Where's grief and joy? Talking together. Because yeah. grief and joy, you know, truly do coexist. When yeah, we've you experience seen it. such great loss. Yeah. And then you have this thing that it's so perfect, right? But then you think, 
then you think back like, God, I wish that person was here. Or even with, you know, infant loss, right? Mm -hmm. We see that too. We've seen that. We've seen partner loss. Mm -hmm. You know, you lost the your partner. Mm -hmm. While you were pregnant. Miscarriage, that's a lot. That's a lot to handle too. Like you mm-hmm. have this new life now, then you wish you could have had that other one. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's a whole, that's grief and joy mm-hmm. to be so happy for this baby and then be thinking about the baby that could have been. Like, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they coincide. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it's discussed enough, but no. it will be. We don't feel comfortable talking about it for some reason. Well, because it's really fucking uncomfortable to talk about sad shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because then people are crying. And it's awkward when people are crying. You don't know what to do. Do you hug them? Do you give them a tissue? Do you stop talking? I don't know. But I'm then, you know, the crying is cathartic for some, right? So yeah. then it's like, oh, okay, well, this isn't too bad. Yeah. You shouldn't be afraid of crying. No. It's good to cry. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, again... Very different, though. Very different experiences. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. that's it. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that story, because I didn't know that either. I know. See? Because I didn't talk about it. Yeah. Ugh. Secrets. I roll. The secrets we keep. Goodness. <laughs> well. Well, now you know. And, but, people listening. Yeah, True. Mm-hmm. Right? That's this whole point of this yeah. podcast for you. Is it yeah. s- someone out there will hear this and be like, and oh my God. Yeah. And really I went through that, that same mm-hmm. thing. Or something very similar. Or something very and similar. And I don't know how to alone. navigate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just knowing you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the power of not knowing you're alone is it's so important but it's right. something about the postpartum brain again it's like the well, time warp and everything all... you really feel like you're the only one yeah. yeah for so many different things you're like this is literally i'm the only one on the planet right but now. this happens to... yeah this is happening yeah. too yeah. and it's just not true no it's not true it's not true mm-hmm. we're not alone no definitely not Mm-mm. so well next episode uh you know i'll have to have you back so we can do part, oh, yeah, part two part two Good job, part two. (laughs) I don't know if that'll be the next episode, but it'll be soon. I'll come back anytime. I know that the listeners did love that episode. Oh boy, (laughs) it was a you know can't help but bring humor to my own struggles. It's just what I do. It's just what I do. An immense amount of pain isn't that funny. (laughs) (laughs) Laugh to not cry. (laughs) No, but everything's great now, so that's great. Yeah. Well. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed. <laughs> Thank you, Rosie, this for episode. sharing your yeah. postpartum experience. Yeah. Thanks. For I appreciate being it, and I know side. that people listening will appreciate yeah. it as well. All right. Cheers. Cheers. That was fun. It was good. That was almost an hour.